The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules, and we are now ending the year of 2017. So I thought it would be fun to put on the show that I aired on January 1st, 2017, with the common sense psychic, Phyllis King, where she talks about what to expect during 2017 and about abundance. You know, I think she was so on target that I thought you would appreciate looking back through 2017 to refocus on what you want to create in 2018. So from this starting point, I am going to be referencing 2016 and 2017. I think you're really going to enjoy it to Love Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful La Quinta, California, which is my desert oasis. Tonight we are all about abundance and prosperity in the upcoming year of 2017 with noted psychic and intuitive and by the way, Love Attraction expert Phyllis King. So before we bring on Phyllis, let's talk about how to finish up 2016. I've heard over and over again about how terrible 2016 was. I don't think it was that bad. But if you do, well, then that's important. And I have some suggestions that you may want to take to rid yourself completely of the year 2016. These suggestions are not just for New Year's Eve. They can be played out all during the upcoming year of 2017. Anytime that you go back remembering events in 2016, these are some of the things that you can do to release that energy. Remember, what you focus on will create your reality. So toss out everything you disliked about 2016 and then live only in the good moments that you had during the year. This will create a fabulous, exciting, wonderful 2017. One of the things I enjoyed doing with friends on New Year's Eve was to write a letter of everything I did not like the previous year and then have a bowl burning ceremony. This worked exceptionally well for when I lost jobs or I had a breakup of a relationship or I was extremely fearful of the economy or I just had plain out and out anger. Anything that you can think of that you do not like even how you reacted to a negative suggestion then write it down in a letter. Don't forget to detail out the emotions too. And as you look back to see the places that you've been or situations that you had where you felt you were a victim, that is the time that you can look at it and actually take responsibility for the creation. What did that situation create in you that you need to know so that you can grow from it and never repeat it again. 
That's probably the most important thing. Now, after the letter is finished, light the letter on fire and watch the smoke rise up. Just watch it till it disappears. This is really important. The smoke represents all of those issues that are being sent out to the universe for you to finally release. And as the smoke disappears, just visualize the energy cleaning the slate. Because truthfully, you have signaled to the universe that you want these emotionally distressing issues to be finally released from your subconscious mind. And when you release the negative space, well, guess what? You then have plenty of room for the positive creation of 2017. Again, this can be done throughout 2017. And as you do this, each time you're going to feel freer and freer because you're letting go and you're letting the universe take it away from you. You can even use the angels to take it away from you. And it's really great because then they know what it is that you don't want to re-experience. The other thing I like to do is to remove all the clutter from the house. If you don't use it, you need to lose it. During 2016, I had a major move and I tossed out everything. My old desk, my old furnishings, old dishes, silverware, my old computer printer, and I bought all new stuff. I completely redecorated my place with beautiful things. That was the shift that I needed and it was mind-blowing. Every day I woke up and I looked around and I thought, oh my God, I love this place. Not only do I love this place, but by golly, I love my life. You see, feng shui your place and let the chi flow. Start removing the things that you haven't touched in six months. Replace it with new things if you wish, but just shift the chi around your place. You don't have to go the extreme like I did, but redecorating using feng shui will definitely change your life. I can't even begin to tell you how much. It's incredible. And the third thing I want to talk to you about is to complete all the things that you didn't in 2016. Make a list and start checking them off. Fix those little things around the house or cleaning out that garage or storage space. This will help free your mind and let you focus clearly on everything you want to manifest for 2017. Remember, you are the creator of your life through the life force energy that you emit. Regardless of who is in the government, you are still the creator of your life. In 2017, we simply must stop blaming everyone outside of us and take full responsibility for our own creation. Let me put it this way. Looking back over all my many years, and I'm of the age that I can actually remember the years of President Kennedy's administration, there's not one time that the government has actually affected my day-to-day -day life. I still got up, I went to work, had love relationships, made my money, went on trips, bought things within my budget. So get your head out of the government's business and empower your creative thoughts so that you can create anything and everything 
beyond the government. But don't forget to put in there that you wish the government well. You wish the government to succeed because as a shareholder in this government, we reap the benefits. So we want to wish it good. Now, I believe that 2017 is going to be a really, really magical year in which we begin new creations that will last for another eight years. It's really exciting when you think about it. I so love the creative powers that we were given. Nothing can stop us from experiencing the best that life has to offer, except us. So let's move forward in total joy. Because I can promise you 2017 is going to be phenomenal. So let's take a fast commercial break and we'll be right back with Phyllis King talking about 2017 and how we can attract more abundance and prosperity to us throughout the entire year. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. Now let's get on with our guest today because, boy, she's got some really terrific things to tell us. Phyllis King is the founder of King Mastery Institute. She's mentored tens of thousands of people in 20 different countries. As an intuitive coach and speaker, she is known for her practical and down-to-earth approach. She's been featured on ABC, CBS, NBC, and radio programs across the country, as well as she's a returning guest to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. So I'm delighted to have her with us today. Well, welcome, Phyllis, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. It's been too long, and I'm so glad you're back with me. Thank you, Jules. I'm so thrilled to be here and be with you again. You know, uh, we're going to be discussing something that's on everybody's mind. You know, you end the year 2016, and then you start looking 2017. All right, what's the year going to be like? And you have got some incredible thoughts and um, information on how we can make 2017 a really prosperous year. So this, I know everybody's ears are perking up right now. (laughs) (laughs) So Phyllis, tell us what have you been doing since the last time you were on the show? You've written books? 
Well, I haven't yet started another book since the energy of abundance, but you know, I just continue to do this work in terms of uh, explaining. Um, we call it the law of attraction, but it's really staying in the flow and learning how to be a receiver uh, as well as expand yourself. I mean, this is my work. This is what I do with people all the time. And so I've just been doing that. And I have another office from the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm now also in Portland, Oregon. So that's been a big change for me as well. Wow. Yeah. So you are in San Francisco. You have an office in San Francisco and then you live in Oregon. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so do you fly down a lot? I do. Yes. Well, my goodness. How fun yes. is that? <laughs> Well, I, I have two homes, essentially. I, I My heart is in San Francisco, as the song goes, but my heart is also in Portland, Oregon, where my family resides. So um, that's I just understand. the way it is for me. That's I understand completely. <laughs> so let's get on to the topic tonight. Yes. I want to uh, talk about why you are called the common sense psychic <laughs> well i was born with that particular skill it's you know, it's not something that can ever go away and so that has really been the foundation of how i got into this work uh, but i love uh common sense itself and i love to give information in a way that people can really apply it practically in their life and i think that's really how the common sense psychic came about and and certainly i use my intuitive uh awareness to look at energy patterns and things like that and get that type of information and merge it into the principles. Uh, so it's, you know, it's multi-layered, but I love the practical aspects so people can really digest it and say, how does this work for me in my life? How can, what does that translate to in real world application? That makes so much sense. So you really make it easy to understand. I, well, I try. And, you know, sometimes even if I'm in a reading space, people don't even know it's a reading because of the conversational style. I don't necessarily speak in that language. I'm just trying to have a conversation and interact with someone. So um, that's my style as well. So are you clairvoyant? Are you what uh, do you see? Like you said, you saw the energy patterns. What is it? How are you psychic? Um, most people would call me clairvoyant because things do come in pictures to me. And uh, but I'm, I also can connect to people who have passed. So mm -hmm. that's more of a, a mediumship type of uh, process. But I see everything as energy. And that's why that's been sort of the flagship of my work, talking about energy, because I see patterns. I feel them. They have textures to them. They have rates of speed. They're dense or or sparse. And and when I'm looking at situations or people, you I can really see the momentums as they're developing or waning. So um, that's how it works for me. So you're actually reading the energy pattern of a person. Correct. Wow. So can you read the energy um, of the collective consciousness? 
Um, that's a bit more challenging, but I certainly give it my best. I give it my best go. Like I do planetary predictions, for instance, and national predictions. I've been doing that for many years. And they're a bit more complex, obviously, because they're so large. And right. all situations, like just say you have a relationship, you have to look at the energy patterns of two people. Well, the planet itself has a consciousness. And then we have 7 billion people who each have a consciousness. <laughs> so you have to try and look at all the momentums of various groups and it's a little more complex and trickier to try and uh, pinpoint but I do that I really give it a go wow that's so interesting so you're reading the energy well, just tell me right now about the energy of of the planet is it dense is it getting better what is your um, feeling on what's going on right now well there's several there's uh, several energies that are actually competing um, different forms of consciousness that are you know jockeying for leadership if you will oh. the planet itself the energy of planet earth mother earth is attempting and wanting to move into divine feminine that's the energy i call it that not that women are supposed to take over the world but in order to bring balance to the planet itself we need the feminine energy influence and that again that doesn't just mean women men have feminine energy women have male energy but we need that feminine energy of nurture peacemaker somewhat visionary to sort of bridge some of the gaps and some of the problems we have on the globe it just requires that <clears throat> pardon me that skill set however on the um let's say let's say the united states and certain elements of uh the planet itself we're still in sort of that heavy male energy egoic perspective that life is an external experience only and and sort of sort of influencing separateness and so those are very competing energies and it makes for a lot of chaos it makes for um, a lot of fear, essentially. So if you're not grounded in internal points of view, you're going to be um, shaken up by what's going on on the planet right now. Um, and no one exactly knows how the momentums are going to play out. I mean, when I'm looking at it, I'm not really even making predictions for about the next 10 months. I'm looking at it um, as sort of as what we're dealing with right now and then momentums will begin to develop if that makes sense yes so uh, because 2017 is a number one year yes. a year in which we're planting new seeds to manifest throughout the nine upcoming nine years um so i can see what you're saying is you're holding off for about 10 months because everything's being planted right now that's a great way to look at it. And <clears throat> whatever you uh, perceive to be happening on the planet for each and every one of us, it's a great time to grab hold of what you're connected to, what you're passionate about, uh, causes and interests that you hold dear. It's just, gosh, do grassroots roots effort. Really begin things that matter to you and start those energetic patterns now. And then you'll see those things come to fruition in various ways throughout the next nine years, as you indicated. So even if there is a little, well, frustration or whatever is going on in the United States, 
uh, due to the election, I mean, we're going to be straight up and say that, it, it really behooves each of us to look at it positively and not fight with the resistance because we're only building more resistance. Correct. Oh, that's so correct, Jules. And I, I thank you for, for making that point. It's just absolutely true. And we have to remember the principles of quantum physics that thought what you perceive, it, it influences matter. And you have to begin the seeds and, and getting the momentum going. And in terms of the re- election and where America is, it's it's balancing its own karma. Mm. And what happened in the election is really just a manifestation of things we have not yet addressed or brought into balance from our history. And so, um, you know, you can't always expect to have the perfect person in place or the perfect situation. However, it is perfect because we're really forced to look at conflicts and things that don't feel good to us or those of us who are on the other side of the president-elect, if you will, and and his philosophies. So if we can, I mean, we can influence through our positivity um, and encourage it. In other words, 2016 is behind us. There's nothing we can do, right? But 2017, if we go in wanting the best for the United States, knowing that the universe has our back, everything is going to work out perfectly, then what have we got to lose? Nothing. Well, again, and all experiences, I mean, on this planet, from my point of view, this is a place for us to learn and grow. And and experience is just a teacher. And yes, we Mm. really identify with it because we're human beings and we're supposed to. (laughs) We're, We're supposed to really live out our karma and grow ourselves. And so we have these really potent experiences. But absolutely, the future is, until it's written, it's subject to change. But we do have to continue to create high vibration energy and frequencies and infuse that into the planetary system. And, you know, the United States has had a prosperous 50 or 60 years where inclusiveness has been the theme. And most people, not all people, but for the most part, you could be in America and be abundant and well off if you worked hard and you could make your way. And some of that is not, you know, when you're comfortable like that, you can... Uh, get a little blindsided at times. You you sort of lackadaisical, perhaps. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's happened to a bit. We've had it really good. And so this is a time for us to move into growth and, again, get focused on what we really want to create. And But for me, in terms of the optimism, when the planet herself is emanating divine feminine and calling out for the divine feminine, we don't really we can't go against that we can try but the planet is a powerful voice in and of herself and so those of us who align with those frequencies we will still find that let's call it luck or being in the flow happens more readily Um, and and that's the good news yeah right I like that I personally think 2017 it's going to be fabulous Yay! i really do i have i 
I haven't felt like this in a long time and I don't know the reason for it. I just know it's going to be fantastic. And that's where we want to start talking about how do we play the energy game? How do we um, embrace and create abundance in starting in 2017? Because like I said before, we're really planting the seeds for incredible prosperity coming our way yes well start with where you are and just continue to always bring things into balance but in terms of the energy game you know i have this little um exercise in the book called 10 minutes a day to change your life and it really is the essence of the energy game or the law of attraction if you will but you think about something you wish you had and you don't think about the thing necessarily, but you consider the feelings you believe it will give you. Mm. How are you going to feel after the fact? And then you close your eyes and you essentially bathe in that energy as if it were now. You know, let's, most people think about money. So it's like, well, when I have money, it's freedom. It's flexibility. It's a tool to do this, that, or the other. And you bathe in freedom and flexibility and ease and what that feels like. And that's what you, you know, top to bottom, head to toe, back to front, like you're in a shower. And you just fill up your energetic space around your body two to three feet and just as if it were now a little mini vacation you do that a couple times a day and you really pack your personal space full of those high vibration frequencies and no matter what's going on in your space you will begin to magnetize to you events and experiences out of the blue that are really benevolent and abundant for you so that's that's the snapshot of how to play the energy game Oh, I love that. So let's go over that again. I just love that. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're filling up this space about two to feet, three feet uh, off of you. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom, head to just call it your aura with that space. Okay. Where you can stretch your arms out. Top to like, and imagine I like to use the shower image, like it's just bathing down on me and filling up my energetic space, top to bottom, head to toe, back to front tip of the toes to the top of my head just how it's like you're just filling 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 up with this energy twice a day and it's amazing so so you're filling yourself with energy and is there um definition or not definition is there thoughts of what you want in this energy it's mostly focused on the feelings okay we usually want something for a reason. We think it's going to give us something. Well, what right. is it going to give you? And usually it's a feeling. I mean, it is a feeling. We're trying to be happier. We're trying to feel more safe or secure or whatever that is. Well, what does that feel like to you? And begin feeling it. And then you will magnetize that to us because in law of attraction or abundance of anything, what are the outcome we seek has a certain energy to it. And we have to generate that within our own field so that we match. And so when you do that, it's a little bit medicinal in nature, like if you have a headache and you're taking an aspirin, it's temporary. But when you keep doing it, then you're sort of, let's call it exercising yourself. And you keep generating those high frequencies until it becomes normal for you to be at that place on an ongoing basis. 
It's an wow. amazing little t- trick, Julie. You just <laughs> do it for three or four days, and you're going to notice things out of the blue, and you're like, where did that come from? Oh, my goodness. Isn't that wonderful? So you're doing like a emotional meditation or a mental meditation or or you're just calming down and feeling the feelings. I love that. That is yeah. so good. So you're really bringing all of that good energy, and that can help with health, um, uh, your happiness, the way you react with other people. So it's it's incredible. That is fantastic. <laughs> well, and the thing, I mean, emotions are the high potent magnetizers. And, and then you're working with consciousness and consciousness can really play off of emotions in a very powerful way and as you said maybe money will show up opportunities show up you know friends show up you just start to notice things show up in a different way it's pretty cool it's really cool i love i love that that is so cool and that's in your book it is i also have it on my website under my articles it's a free thing for anyone who wants to which is phyllisking.com. That is wonderful. Okay, so let's um, talk about the three elements people must embrace to create abundance. You have to learn one. You have to learn how to see what you have as abundant. That's that's like the most important thing. Mm. That to, We spend most of our time resisting our moments and not liking it and wishing it were different but the ability to understand what life is giving us in the moment and appreciate it even when it's uncomfortable you know to say you know even like what's happening in in america for those of us who didn't vote for the president-elect it's like well this is a chance to focus this is a chance to organize this is a chance to really have our to step up in our own lives and become alive and active in a new way you have to look for the nuggets because if you're focused on the other side then you're going to be creating more of what you don't want i mean it's just so important the second thing is people often give up before they even try they or they over or they think of a huge you know i want 10 million dollars tomorrow right (laughs) you know yeah you, you set yourself up for a failure allow small wins to be successes and let that let them form their own uh momentum if you will so set realistic goals and and let that be enough. Let it be slow. You know, like the person who wants to lose 100 pounds in two weeks. You know, come on. It's going to take a little time. I, I call it gestation period. You know, it really takes time for these momentums, energetic momentums to bring us to that place. And then the third thing people do is, well, there's many things, but the third thing that comes up a lot is how we attach to an outcome. You know, mm. and we say, oh, I want this thing. And then we just check on it constantly. We can't just let it go and let uh, divine consciousness do what it wants to do and help us build it. it. You know, we just go, you know, I always say, well, if you go out and you plant tomatoes, you don't go out every hour on the hour and say, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Have you grown yet? Have you grown yet? <laughs> and, you know, I've learned over my life, the more I attach to an outcome, the more likely I'm not going to get it. I just have to let it go and trust that life is working for me and it will present itself in the right and perfect time. That's right. Detach from the outcome. Uh, Yes, that's a must. Wow, that is great. Well, you have uh, three steps people must take to connect to love as well. Talk about that a little bit. 
Uh, well, that's that's such a big one. Um, I have many to that, but you have to know how you got to where you are, meaning that what's in my creative mechanism? Why did I choose where I, who I chose in the past? And you have to know it's about you and your availability and what you believe is possible. We always think, oh, well, I picked this person because of this, that, or the other, but you have to go really deep. Why am I, why did I choose that? How did I get to where I am now? What was I working on to try and heal myself and become more? Uh, very important. And mm. once you come to balance with that awareness, then you're free to set an intention for something different. You know, and that also includes having gratitude for what happened in the past rather than hating it or lamenting for what failed. You know, we think that the only reasonable way and the only respectable way to get out of a relationship is by dying. <laughs> you know, right. any, anything else we take ourselves to task. So, and then the second piece is, are you being a force for love in life? Are you a loving person? You know, are you judging people? Are you putting people down? Are you taking people's inventory? Or are you really being an open vessel for love? Because when you are behaving that way, it's easy to spot it in others. And um, yeah, just so critical. And then once you have those pieces, why you chose, are you a force for love, then you can truly set an intention for what you believe matches for you. And again, this should be based on feelings. I need to be treasured and adored. I want safety. I, I want laughter. You know, what are the feelings you're trying to generate in your life as opposed to they need to, you know, be have a seven-figure income. They need to be oh, uh, yeah. this particular uh, appearance and they need to live in this neighborhood you want to break it down to what your heart actually needs and if you do those things consistently you're going to have no problem pulling in a relationship wow yes and you have to um i think what you're saying is you have to become that which you're seeking absolutely i love how you said that I mean, it's that magnetism game again. Am I generating in my own energy what I'm trying to meet externally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very, very powerful. And you say um, that there are only three questions we ever need to ask to determine the right choice of course of action. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Three, well, okay, so before we make a final decision, you're saying that we have to ask ourselves three questions to make sure that we're on the correct course of action, right? Correct. So what are these three questions? Who am I? Mm. What is lasting and real? And where does my happiness come from? Because mm. all of those questions... Who am I? What's lasting and real? And where does my happiness come from? Because when you look at that, who am I? You're a spiritual being with dignity, purpose, power, and intention. And when you remember who you are, then you're going to choose from your deepest truth. And what's lasting and real? You know, what's lasting and real? Love and, and true connection. You know, you think about those things that really transcend time. 
and space. And where does my happiness come from? It, it doesn't come from anything outside of you. So all these questions pull you back to an internal point of view, the origin of how life creates itself. So we're from the inside out, not the outside in. Mm, wow, that's really, really powerful. <laughs> wow. And this, again, is in your book, right? Yep, all this is... Oh in, my God! In those hundred and eighty-seven pages. <laughs> wow! Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, uh, this is a must-read book. So, <laughs> thank, thank uh, you. I've got to uh, really urge everybody to go out and get this. Um, so, what do you think? Going back to twenty seventeen, what do you think the number one thing? that we do to sabotage our prosperity? Well, it, there could be two things, but I think when we don't see what we have, I think that's the biggest culprit when we're hyper-focused on what's not working um, because then we're just creating more of what's not working. We sit there and I don't like where I am. I don't like what's happening to me. This is not what I want. And we often think, well, you know, I'm trying to be positive. I'm positive, but I'm hating where I am. <laughs> you know, mm. so you have to figure out how to appreciate where you are. And if you're on the other end of that, then you're still stuck in that loop of there's a limitation in my life that life isn't working for me. Somehow I'm a victim. You know, things aren't, you know, have to be better somehow that this moment is not perfect. And so uh, that's the number one thing that I think people can really see shifts on if you find the determination and courage to look deeply into your moment and ferret out the nuggets so you can really truly feel appreciative and truly positive about your moment because then you're going to create more of that and that's that magnet again that pulls more like energy to it so when people are feeling down and out, they're feeling stuck, they're feeling like, I just can't get to that point. They need to stop their planning at that point and go in deep within themselves to figure out, why am I not liking this? And how do you change it so that you can appreciate where you are at the moment because that's the only thing that's going to boot you out of <laughs> yeah. that stagnation is to go within so phyllis you're you are 150 percent correct we really have to stop monitor our thoughts and realize when we're not happy we've got to figure out why yeah. that's so important oh yeah you, you're right on target with that yeah well, well I, go ahead. No, I, and I think that we judge our moments because we think they need to be something than, than what they are. And that's mm. what really gets us off track is, is thinking this is a bad thing that's happened to me because it doesn't look a certain way. You know, it's really quite childlike that we just expect happiness or to be pleased and to have pleasure that we really identify with pleasure and comfort as happiness and we're not able to understand the value of things that are difficult yeah it's like we're still waiting for the exterior to make us happy 
we still right. don't realize that it's within us. We're the only ones that can make ourselves happy. Right. The outside of us cannot make. It's an inside job. Absolutely. 100%. Well, so we know what we do to sabotage, but what's the number one thing people can do to create prosperity? You know, live in it try set set a, a dream for yourself you know people are all about vision boards which are great but it's like stay in the land of what's possible for you mm. i mean and stretch it big people think way too small just way too small what's possible and often people say oh i just want 200 dollars a week uh why <laughs> go bigger you know ask for 2000 a week and then if you only get 1500 you're going to be feeling happy right but right. if you start at 200 you know but you want to really stay in that land of possibility and let yourself be big let yourself really vision all the possibilities in the universe and what if but you shouldn't dream too big like for the couple million dollars or winning the lottery which is possible but there's too many variables that will keep you from well, winning. What's that? What's that old saying? Keep your head in the clouds, but your feet on the ground. Mm. We have to give ourselves permission to dream and know that it's possible. But then the second piece is, well, I do have to take certain steps to move toward it. And, you know, this is another, you know, another direction to my website, but I have a 30 day prosperity plan um, and it's free but essentially it teaches you how to begin that relationship of exchange with consciousness uh, because most people don't trust and that's why they say oh 10 million dollars but you don't have a relationship with consciousness to trust that it will give it to you the next day but oh, if you yeah. start out saying okay i make two thousand a month maybe i'll go up to three thousand your mind can kind of relax around that and say well i suppose it's possible and then you're able to go through the steps and you see you're able to create that extra thousand a month and you're like oh i did it this is how it works but you have to get those fundamentals in place to understand the exchange process wow brilliant i love that i love that so um you have to be in tune to what your core beliefs are in order to not go way beyond them, but to feel comfortable that, yeah, this is reachable. I can do yeah, this. Right. And do we, do we set a time? Yeah, it's good to set a time, especially when you're learning, when you're learning about the exchange process. That's why I have the 30-day plan. It's like, because 30 days, that's how long it takes to create the neural pathway in the brain. So you can actually have that physiological shift. Because, uh, you know, when we start to change, the brain says, danger, danger, danger. Right. And it resists because it's trying to keep you safe, in, in essence, or keep that comfort zone if you will but if you push forward and in this particular program I, I have these mantras you say and there's some exercises that you do weekly and daily um, you do make a shift for yourself um, and um, then you can begin to set different dates based upon what your level of trust is so you are helping people to bridge over their um beliefs and raising them up so that they can attain mm -hmm. what they want so that's what your 30-day program is 
Yeah, it's really great for it's a it's a tune-up if you found yourself in a lull again even if you're practicing some of these sometimes we get out of the habit and also if you've never had success with doing that financially or it doesn't have to be financial but if you haven't had success in that way it it reinstills the fundamentals in your awareness and in your brain and somewhat like the 10 minutes a day to change your life, you just start working at within a couple of weeks, if not sooner, you'll start to see things moving around just because you've shifted. It's really amazing. Wow. So you can use that for not only prosperity, for a love life or anything or you like. Yeah. Anything. I love that. And you can also use it for life purpose. So I want to talk about life purpose even if people have no clue, they they always want to know why am I here on this planet? So how do you connect to that life purpose? How do you discover what it is? Well, there's two ways. The first way, uh, I think there's a life purpose and there's a purpose of the cycle you're in. You know, and the Ooh. purpose of the cycle you're in is often what you're struggling with. And so you just get present with what you feel has you by the neck. You know, what you feel has the better of you. And that's your purpose. That's, that's what you're trying to evolve beyond in that moment. And then, but your life purpose oftenly, often goes around a what you love and again being what your greatest challenges are you know and most of us when people will say to me I have no idea (laughs) I have no idea then I say well tell me what you liked when you were 12 or 14 and they go god I can't even remember and then all of a sudden they allow themselves to drift back and they go oh yeah I'm really into the environment or I really loved animals or I really loved whatever and then all of a sudden they do remember what they're drawn to and then they go yeah but I gave it up because of this that or the other which is a whole nother set of issues Um, and then those things that keep coming up I, I think the purpose is contributory but it's also healing and evolution so what continues to be your stumbling block in life do you always find yourself picking on yourself do you always find yourself picking on or choosing people who put you down are you struggling with your self-worth you know you look at those two ends of the polarity and that's where your purpose lies wow wow i love that so why is it so important i mean it for me it gives me a sense of pride a sense of confidence to know what my life purpose is but what am I missing here for everybody? Why is it so important for people to connect to their life purpose? Well, you're going to be, uh, when you fulfill what you came here to do, then you resolve the karmas that you've brought forward from other incarnations. If you ascribe to that point of view, that's what I'm, that's the premise I'm coming from, that you're balancing karma, that you're not going to have to repeat things anymore that that may have been difficult or extraordinarily challenging, that you've you've progressed, that you've moved forward. And if we ignore the whispers of our soul and our life and just press forward and sort of stuff and eat feelings and, and things that take us off track then we're just going to stay in that pattern of repetition and relearning things over and over and over so it is vital to discover 
mm-hmm. or connect with your life purpose. And and purpose changes. I mean, it's, sometimes it takes time for it to evolve. For instance, you know, you think of people who've had extraordinarily difficult childhoods and they spend a lot of time on emotional healing or self-worth or things of this nature. And maybe it's not until their 40s or their 50s that they begin to go, wow, this is who I am. But I had to go through that to really, you know, get clear on it and be able to give myself permission to behave in XYZ way. But the time you do really get in alignment with your true frequency, then you can really be in life flow so much easier and things do come to you in a much more synchronistic way and a more effortless way. Boy, I'm proof positive on that. Really, I'm 63 and I didn't discover my life purpose. Even though I've been doing the the radio show for the last 10 years, I haven't really been in sync with everything until the last four or five years. It's like everything has come together, especially with my life purpose. There's more meaning. I get it now. So, and, and everything, all of the sadness, all of the grief led me to the point where I was. The, the fear of money, the fear of lack of money, everything really got me to where I am today. Yeah. And, and it's so much fun to look back and say, oh my God, I get it. I got it. <laughs> I went through that. I made it. But look where I am now. I can understand. Yeah. It is so fun yeah and it's really that people always the youngins always talk about um getting older mm-hmm. and aging mm-hmm. and i'm thinking oh my goodness there's not a blessing a bigger blessing in the world than to age and to be able to look back and seeing the law of attraction and all these mystical things that have occurred in your life. There's nothing better. Growing old is fabulous. Yes, I agree. I I love it. Mm -hmm. So let's um, talk about how people can learn to develop and hone in on their own intuition and I think this is what really everybody especially the listeners here are trying to understand and how to do it you can shed some light on this Yes, this is, I love teaching psychic development. It's one of my, um, one of my pleasures. I don't do it as much anymore, but I I do it maybe once a year at this point. But uh, I would, it's a, it's a practice. If it's not coming automatically to you, you have to practice at it. Um, And what I mean by that is you have to be still. Uh, I, I like to find myself in a, a quiet place. I don't necessarily mean physically, but internally. And then it's a process of asking the question and waiting for the answer. And we all have different systems. Like at the beginning of the show here, you said, are you clairvoyant? Are you this? Are you that? We need to understand how does your system work? How do you metabolize? Are you audio? Are you visual? Are you sensory? Are you a combination? And, you know, when I was, I had a class recently and one of the students kept on seeing 
animal images. He just was able to get animal images whenever he was asking a question. But then as he started to interpret what it meant to him, he was like dead on, spot on with, uh, you know, reading people's energy. So understanding your system, not judging it, and then asking the question, waiting for the answer, and then following your own breadcrumbs to understand it. And then as you do that, you know, a handful of times and get comfortable with not am I right am I wrong am I are you judging it just let it be what it is you know most everybody can psychic read in a pretty short period of time is that right it's amazing beginner students blow my mind <laughs> it, it just shows me show it goes to show me that it's available to everyone if you want it but again if it doesn't come automatically to you, you weren't just kind of born with this stuff happening, then you do have to train yourself a bit. Like, you know, if you weren't trained to be a dancer, take some dance classes, singing classes, whatever, and you'll begin to learn how it works. I wanted to ask you a question um, because it's been a question posed to me, but I don't know the answer. I can, I have some predictive dreams and they're really amazing Mm -hmm. so people have asked me well is that because you have manifested it out through law of attraction or is it because you are letting your intuitiveness pick it out what what's can you explain that um, it could be both. I mean, it would depend on the specific situation or the thing that came about. But I would think that the precognitive dream was telling you what was going to be. I mean, I, I just think it always happens before. Uh, and in my precognitive dreams, there's always a sense of knowing that, mm. that I'll wake up and I go, oh, yeah, A, B, or C is going to happen. I, I just know it. It's not even like anything like that. So you can kind of tell from the knowing you get after a dream. But just on what you said, I would, I'm would. i just guessing that the precognitive is the precursor to um, the manifestation. And how does it, does it matter whether you manifested it or, or not? I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all one no. system that you have. No, I was just thinking I had a tail light out of my car and and I dreamt that uh, a cop stopped me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and and the next day that happened exactly as it had in my dream. Oh. So I wanted to know did I <laughs> manifest that? I mean it was fine. He just told me it was my tail light. He was wonderful. But did I manifest that or was it just oh, my no. To me, that was total precognition. Okay. That, yeah, you, that you knew that was going to happen, and it's also your system looking out for you to make sure you're safe and all that kind of stuff. Okay, interesting. That's good to know. So you are holding classes now, and, and what kind of classes do you have besides helping people with their intuition? Um, well, I have a new program coming up in January called Organic Abundance, which is it's actually a year-long program. But it's, really? I'm taking people every month. There's a new element of the process the, in your creative mechanism we're working on from courage to karma to intention to, to fear to all the things that get in the way of us being in the flow um, so that you can live an organic abundance, uh, abundant life, meaning that it's not this 
how do I, you know, there's all this confusion around how to allow life to come to you. Um, I also teach a love class that's happening in January. Um, that's an eight wow. week course helping people call in the one. And then I also teach people how to become intuitive life coaches, which is one of my favorite things. And oh. I'm getting ready to do that again. And that's really fun. Now your January class, that's a year long. Yeah. Does, um, is that all online or do we have to be at a place? No, it'll be online. It's, it's primarily um, we talk once a month and then I have two uh, closed Facebook group conversations where you call in as much as twice a week to talk about the issues or the things that come up and discuss the exercises. And, it's, and so you also get the feedback from other class members as well as me. Oh, that's good. I like that. Mm -hmm. mm, this is wonderful. So uh, do you have uh, uh, upcoming appearances or book signings or anything that you'd like to uh, mention that we can gravitate to? Well, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, I have an interview tomorrow on the ABC affiliate. Um, so, And I'll post that on my website as well. But Right now, I'm sticking close to home as it's the holidays, but, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll be in the Bay Area again, probably March or April, so <laughs> I'm around. So you just do, um, do you go to bookstores and do book signings? I do, but I'm I'm kind of holding back on that for now. I'm doing some webinar um, development things, and I've been... Um, creating a lot of YouTube content. So I have my own YouTube channel and just trying oh, to have that's good to like, know. even on the YouTube channel, I have five short lessons on how to develop your psychic abilities for anybody who's interested. They're like some of, they're like eight to 12 minutes, each one. And just the basics of how to, you know, make that happen for yourself. And, you know, I have a lot of stuff on abundance and, you know, just trying to put all the information out there to make it accessible. How wonderful. So I want to remind everybody to go to www.phyllisking.com. And that's P-H-Y-L-L-I-S King.com. Yeah, thank you. You know, sometimes people forget an L or something like that, but we want to direct everybody to it. There's so much information and knowledge that you share with people, and it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, thank and you. I've got to tell you that energy game of filling up your aura is oh, wow. That's fun. It really works. It's it, it seems mean, like such a benign little thing, but you do that for two or three days and you're going to notice stuff right away. It's it's amazing. Yeah, well, if anything, you're going to notice that you're feeling so good. <laughs> it's so wonderful, no matter what's going on with you. Everybody needs those few minutes of just feeling fabulous. It, and it will stay with you. I think it's brilliant. You can better believe I'm going to be doing that. I love it. I love it. Phyllis, thank you so much. And please come back on so that we can discuss more. You're absolutely brilliant uh -huh. i i am so excited that i get to share you with all of the listeners and i encourage everyone to go to the youtube channel to go to her website to um take the classes you can't go wrong and this is what 2017 is all about right now today you can go and start planting some seeds that are going to carry you above and beyond what you ever believed 
I think this is wonderful and we need to do it with Phyllis. Jules, thank you so much. You're so kind and generous. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.